Now, instead of giving you a definition of influence, I want to dive into the idea of what makes a person influential in the first place. And why should we even bother with it? By now, it seems like we already covered a fair amount of ground already between power and creativity. At some point or another, you're going to realize that you need other people to help you achieve the outcomes that you want. No man is an island, and we can't do everything at once by ourselves. It's simply not possible. From that viewpoint, it will be in our interest to enlist the help of others, especially if we can help them get what they want while helping us get what we want. It's a win-win situation. However, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Sometimes we think we're doing right by others instead of causing them unimaginable harm. Now, if you're not looking out for your own well-being, how can you possibly look out for someone else's? When you're, dealing, when you're doing well and you're feeling well, you're in a better position to make certain distinctions in regards to how other people should be attended. Those things fly right over your head when you're not in a good space, and you become focused on the task itself rather than on who is supposed to help. When you're experiencing a pervasive sense of well-being, you're in a state known as the excitatory bias. The excitatory bias has a number of unique features that you can only access when you're experiencing this pervasive sense of well-being. The first thing is that you perceive the world as operating perfectly. To give you an extreme example, let's say you work in a hospice and you work and you're with someone that's on their deathbed. Now, as you stand witness to their death, you realize that this moment is a perfect moment, and that's what happened. That what's happening is what's supposed to happen. Instead of fighting tooth and nail against against existence, you calmly accept it. Now, this brings us to our second unique characteristic of the excitatory bias, which is looking for possibilities. Because you're in harmony with reality, you begin to look around and notice what can happen and notice all the options that are available to you within the moment. Now, as you begin to notice for what's possible, you also have a natural inclination towards action, which brings us to the third unique characteristic of the excitatory bias. It naturally flows from noticing all of the possibilities that are present and being in full acceptance of what's happening. Because you see the present is perfect, you can project forward and notice that the future is perfect as well. You can also project backwards to what has already happened, which means that the past is perfect. And just to be clear, perfect doesn't mean that you got exactly what you want or other people got exactly what they want. It means that things are unfolding in a way that makes perfect sense in regards to what has emerged before and what's emerging now. You can argue that someone who's in an excitatory bias is extremely influential by default. Can you imagine a person with all these qualities I've just described? A person that knows how to contain himself or herself in any situation, they're able to notice what's going on in the environment, they're naturally inclined to take action, and they create the best possible outcome that is humanly possible. You know, let's dive a little bit deeper into being influential with regards to other people. If you wish to commit yourself to a high level of performance, then you constantly need to give yourself permission to change your mind. By the same token, if you're actively engaged with others, then it's your responsibility to keep them in the loop so everyone's on the same page. If you want to influence other people to a particular direction, there's four things you need to clearly articulate. One of the first things you need to articulate with clarity is who you are and what you're about. People should be able to pick up on that quickly so they can decide whether or not they want to align themselves with you or not. Next, you want to articulate your intentions and you want that to be as clear as possible. In other words, you want to say either figuratively or literally, this is who I am and this is what I'm about and you lay your cards out on the table. Part of being articulate is saying what you mean and meaning what you say. Less than 1% of people are able to do this, but it can be achieved through diligent training. 
Now, as a useful tip, it helps to articulate what you say by giving a clear, concise description, followed by the metaphor, which is immediately followed by a story that helps to make sense of the metaphor. After you clearly articulate what you have to say, you want to share with others the significant distinctions that led you to aim yourself in the direction you're going. Now, this is particularly useful because if people can verify the distinctions that you notice and if the direction is in alignment with their own interests, there's a greater likelihood that they will join you in your crusade. Next, you want to articulate the outcome itself and the benefits of attaining that outcome. When a person understands why you're moving towards a particular outcome, they will be able to generate the value needed to commit themselves to doing what you're asking of them. It's also good to show that you considered both the positive and the negative consequences of the action of the direction that you're moving towards. With that in mind, you need to show that the positive consequences outweigh the negative consequences. The fourth thing that's vitally necessary when it comes to influences of other people is articulating how you're going to go about achieving the outcome. Now, most people mess this part up by trying to articulate too much of the how. The only thing you can know for certain is what you're going to do next and be flexible enough to deal with whatever comes up as you're taking the next step. If you can commit to using these four points, then your influence of other people will dramatically increase. You'll attract the people you want to do business with and repel the people that aren't a good fit for you. These four points can be covered in a single sentence or can take over several weeks, depending on the complexity of the situation. But before you put any of these four points to work, you have to be in an excitatory state, which gives you access to a highly influential state, which will make influencing other people come a lot more naturally. And that, my friend, is influence in a nutshell, at least from my vantage point. I hope you get some value from this and that it inspires you to go out there and become more influential. Make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast so that way you don't miss an episode. And if you want more great content, then I strongly suggest to check out my three-day masterclass over on PCIinstitute.net. Over the next three days, I'm going to share with you how to overcome limiting beliefs, increase your productivity, and effortlessly master hypnotic language patterns. That's all I have for you today. This is James Renhouse, founder of PCI Institute, signing off. Thanks for stepping by, and I'll catch you next time.